Marsha. Tell us, if, if you will, you know, what, what really is this book about? Well, my son Ryan is now 26, and he's an engineer at a major aerospace company. And his job at that company, which, if you would have told me when he was this little weird kid going around the house plugging, he had this little portable radio that mm -hmm. he carried with him everywhere, mm -hmm. and he plugged it into every outlet over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he did every light switch, he did every fan, you know, you name it, he did it. And repetitive behaviors yes a lot of repetitive behaviors and wanting everything to be the same mm -hmm. over and over and over again right and if you would have told me he'd ever be doing what he's doing now i never would have blown you over it. with a feather yes and to be honest most of what i did back then was so i could tell myself if i ever had to find placement for him mm -hmm. that you know i did everything possible right. thank god for guilt Yes. Because I know, probably wouldn't have done half the things I did. But I have to say that as a parent, as I've interviewed so many parents who have gotten their kids to a point where they use a word like recovery or say that they you know, right. left the diagnosis behind, the one thing that I find in common, besides the fact that they've had some measure of taking care of the medical side of kids and some measure of ABA, which we're going to talk about that you did both of those right. things, is the attitude of the parents is always that I'm, and they all say pretty much the same thing, that I determined that I was going to be able to look my kid in the eye and said I did everything that I could have. That kind of will, and you certainly in your book, you chronicle that you did everything and then some. Well, you know, I'm always amazed at the moms that I meet because they are so strong and they are so determined. And, you know, I'm going to go to Autism One yes. this year mm -hmm. and I'm going to be in the recovery lounge with a group they call the Mother's Determined. Right. Because we're all authors with recovered kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, we all did it different ways. Yes. But the kids are okay. Right. The one thing that makes my kid different is he's an adult and he's a proven success. Because, yes, he is. You know, at age six or seven or eight or nine, I thought he was doing pretty good. And, you know, I might have sort of said the recovered word. <sighs> But he really wasn't. Right. I thought he was. But as kids get older, the social skills get harder. Yes, the yeah. gap widens, as it they gets say, the bigger, academic gap yeah. and bigger, the social gap. Bigger. This is what I'm finding with Wyatt. Yes. Yeah. So um, I want to I look at okay. a couple of things in the book because there are a couple of right. things that I just thought were fascinating. Okay. First of all, the foreword written by your son, I think, is required reading for every parent of a child so with too. autism. Are you going to read it? Uh, it always well, makes me cry when I. I I'm not going to read the whole thing, um, but I, I do want to talk about the fact that you, he. One of the things that I loved about your book is how courageous and honest you are and that you have other people's voices in the book that are not yours, your son, your husband, your daughter, and you allowed them to be honest. And sometimes it wasn't necessarily the most flattering thing for you. And I thought, wow, you know, how brave of you to have allowed that, right? You know what? I've had to put up with that from them for many, many years. <laughs> As a matter of fact, but you didn't have to put it in print. No, I didn't. As but a matter did. of fact, sometimes Ryan calls me and he says, "Did you see the Goldbergs? You know, because he compares <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. me uh, to Mrs. Goldberg." I get that too. Uh, I yes. get that too. That's okay. a compliment, I think. Yeah. Um, but in any case, he talks in here about what you know that you wrote this, gave it to him, and said, "What do you think? Is it okay to share this?" And that there's a part of him that isn't necessarily thrilled about all this being out there. No, but he's that, not. And the people he works with have no idea. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, I always talk about that he works at a major aerospace company because I don't want to mention where he right. works. Right. But 
you know, they have no idea he was ever severely affected with yeah. autism. And, you know, he's a little nerdy, mm -hmm. you know, like most engineers. Yes. But that's like all good, smart people. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, you know, they wear that almost as a... As a badge. Yeah. yeah nerd nerdy badge. is in. Well, okay, so you were going to go, go yes, through some I, passages, then, and then I want to find out some of the pivotal... Right. Right. Because every parent out here wants to know this. Let's face it. Absolutely. What worked, what didn't, and I know that's not a simple... No, it's question because there are a lot of things that kind of work, a lot of things. And you know, I say it's the pasta that you throw against the wall, and some sticks and some slides down. I like because that. I've had some of those things with my own son, and I know Shannon has with Jam. Yes. Um, so we, I want to get to that, but yeah. But one of the quotes that I really had to read because I think you encapsulated. We were talking the other day about how there are different stages of autism for moms, and I think you encapsulated the beginning one so beautifully. You wrote one of the hardest things to deal with when you have a child with autism is that you don't know the rest of the story. You have no clue how things will turn out. Not only do you have an awful day-to-day -day existence dealing with the behaviors of your child and the shortcomings of your medical and educational systems, but you are frightened beyond words about your child's future.